This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I'm just a little bit excited today because I'm very, very excited to introduce to our community somebody that I've been following for quite a long time, actually, on LinkedIn. And I'm hoping this will be a familiar face to an awful lot of you as well. This is Gemma Bevan, and she is the social media marketing guru and the owner of Original Social Gems. Welcome to you today, Gem. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Look, look, I'm here. I'm here. Finally. Yeah. She's <laughs> and... As a little off the side, she's, she definitely gets a bravery award because she's actually recording this with us in January 2022 with horrific toothache. So you deserve an absolute medal and thank you so much for continuing. So if she starts to slurp a little bit or dribble, that's why, guys. So hopefully she'll get through it. But thank you for joining us today. Now we connected, I can't remember when it was, but certainly I became- It was, it was 2020, maybe, COVID, maybe before. Can't remember. But the whole point of me asking you on today is because you are the guru on LinkedIn. I mean, you are so good at, I think, conveying what is important to me, which is about having, you know, a true voice, being yourself, but in a kind way, sharing great, valuable content. And I really want everyone that's listening today, which is a global audience, you know, we've got recruiters right across Europe, right across America, right across Australia and Asia, as well as here in the UK. I want people to really understand how to unlock the power of LinkedIn. So that's why I've introduced you here today. So give us a little synopsis of Gem, how you became this marketing guru. Who are you? Um, so believe it or not, my, my background's actually um, recruitment. So I, I worked as payroll for recruiters. We used to payroll all the drivers, the industrial guys, um, warehouse workers care, that type of thing. Um, and we, we worked at a highly saturated market, very much like recruitment agencies. Um, and when you're trying to contact recruiters they're always on the phone themselves trying to fill placements so you can never really get through to the person you need to speak to which is how I started using LinkedIn in the first place um, so I sold through LinkedIn for nearly 10 years on my own I trained sales teams to be able to do it themselves as well um, and for the last six months of me actually being in employment the majority of leads I generated through LinkedIn were people asking me to help them with LinkedIn right um it was before my 30th birthday and I kind of sat there and went well do you know what if you don't do it now you're never going to do it absolutely and yeah that's kind of how it went we did a post I did a post on it we did a um I did a zoom uh LinkedIn training session the first day I uh, set up social gems and we ended up with three or four clients off the back of that wow that's amazing so these are people that did they know you already they already followed you right okay I've got so a lot of the people we actually work with are recruiters because they've known me from my recruitment days. I even do the content for one of my old bosses. Right, that's amazing. I see that. To me, that's such a perfect marriage of 
you know having endorsements and people that know you so it's through recommendation which is why we should never forget that it's about the job you actually do as well as the persona that we have on LinkedIn and ensuring that we're still doing the right thing by people it's not just about sharing things for the sake of it because I think there's you know I don't want to start on a negative but I think there's a kind of misconception that if you just sit there on LinkedIn all day share your job share your content you know it doesn't really matter about anything else you'll just fill jobs no you still need to actually do a good job for people don't you yeah and it's I think I think a lot of people seem to uh, think now it's all about LinkedIn when in reality it's not so by having a strong online presence on LinkedIn it helps in other areas especially in recruitment and sales so if you're constantly banging the drum about how amazing the company is and talking to people about who you are and what you offer, then you attend a networking event. I've had this happen to, my, to me when I used to work in, in sales roles myself, where people will actually come up to you and start a conversation about a post that you did online that you didn't even know they'd seen. Wow. Okay. You also find as well that when you cold calling, which I know a lot of people say cold calling is dead, I don't think it is. I think it works in conjunction with other methods. But if you've actually trying to cold call and trying to speak to businesses and directors of businesses, again, they're more inclined to take that call. There's a couple of reasons for that. It might be that they like something that you've seen, they've seen, you've posted online and they want to have a conversation with you about it. There's also the fact that sometimes they'll sit there and go, oh God, I know that person, but I don't know why. And they take that call just for that reason, because they know they know you, they just don't know how they know you. But regardless of how you've got there, you've got to where you need to be. Of course, it's like anything. I mean, I, you know, I always think if somebody rang me out the blue that I had nobody, I had no idea what their brand was. I've not, I don't follow them on social media. I'm not going to take their call. I'm literally going to dump their call. And anyone that has, has ever actually called me, they, they will know that my voicemail on my actual normal phone says, don't bother leaving my voicemail because I won't listen to it. Um, and they, you know, I just, I just think that's the world that we live in. I think you, you become more confident and you trust more in brands that you build up a knowledge of over a period of time so if you then get a call from that brand or that person you're going to be more likely to take the call and I, th I think it's really important that we've started with that because cold calling isn't dead it's just a different way of doing it yeah and and especially with recruiters as well you guys know that if someone asks you to fill a placement for them they're asking you to fill that placement not the business that you work for you yeah. as a person because they like you because they've bought into you you yeah. also know that when you move on and you decide to go work in a different recruitment agency that that person's built that relationship with you so they will move with you so all you're doing by putting this information on linkedin by talking to them about recruitment what it's like for you and from the emotional point of view as well so someone's in for an interview how do you feel about it are you nervous do you know if they don't get that job what impact that's going to have on their life talk about it yeah by actually giving people this information, you're building rapport before you've even got to a point where you're approaching. Yeah, it's true. It's very true, actually. I mean, how long have you been on LinkedIn for? Yeah, 10 years. 10 years. I was going to say, I, I was looking, I think I've been on this since about 2008. Um, so obviously a very, very, very long time. But I think I was quite, you know, bit, I think it was where techies were on there. And then somebody must have invited me. I was like, what's this newfangled thing? Because obviously I was on Facebook at that point. So how has LinkedIn changed in the last 10 years as far as you can see? And then if people are listening where we're going to assume, we're going to make the assumption that if you're listening to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, you must have a LinkedIn profile. And if you don't, what on earth are you doing? So we're going to make that assumption. That's our starting point. And what I want to understand is from what you've seen over the last decade, what should people have as a bare minimum on their LinkedIn profile to attract their audience in whatever capacity, particularly recruiters for candidates and clients? 
We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. So you want, you want to change your tagline because a lot of recruiters, especially it'll say job uh, name, job title. As soon as you put recruiter sales on that tagline and people can see it quickly and easily, you're going to lose people and they're not going to accept because they're automatically going to assume that you're going to go, I've got a role for you yeah. as soon as they press accept that connection request. So you want that on there. You've also got as well, quickly and easily now, that video. Um, when you enable creator mode, you've got 30 seconds. Now, with a lot of our guys, we use it just for humour, but yeah. in a humorous way to actually explain who you are. So, like, we'll have a client going, oh, my God, what do you mean I've got to, I've got to fill 15 placements today? And then I've got to book another 20 meetings. And then it's, is this you? Is this how you're feeling in your current role? Then get in touch. It's relatable, but it's humor-led. And if it's humor-led, it's rememberable. Mm. So actually using that 30-second video to show people not only what you do, but a little bit about you as well is a really good way of standing out from the crowd. And yeah. your banner. So when people are actually clicking onto your profile, one of the main mistakes people make is assuming that humans, all of us are inherently lazy. And if, if there's a lot of steps into doing something, a lot of us will switch off and decide we don't want to do it because it's too much hassle. So you want to be making it quick, easy and concise for people to get in contact with you. So you want your website on your banner, you want your contact number on your banner and you want your email on your banner. You also want a little call to action on there saying how to get in contact. We tend to lead with DM, which is direct message me on LinkedIn because it's the quickest, easiest way for people to get in contact. But then we always say that you need that email address and that contact number on there because there is still individuals on LinkedIn that would prefer to send an email and ring than actually just drop your message on a social media platform. So you're covering all basis and ensuring that you're not losing anyone. That's really good. That's excellent. So are there any big no-nos? What do you think about photos of people that are like, you know, I've seen more and more recruiters, particularly with their families, with their friends, which is great. But what are your thoughts on what that photo should look like? So I, I don't mind. I've actually done polls and content pieces over the years on this in the past, asking people and LinkedIn split. Yeah. Um, and if I'm completely honest, I think it's the older generation of business owners that still have this view that um, business and personal lives are completely separate and you can't mix the two. Yeah. Whereas our generations and the younger generations actually realize it's not the case and it's not there's no cut and dry you can't just go that's that that's this both bleed into each other and always will and yeah. um, so you need to be talking about both and you need to be showing both so you tend to find that the only people that really get a bit miffed 
if your profile picture is a little bit on the personal side, usually the individuals that have got about five years until retirement anyway. Right. Okay. And what I love is I love you even more now because you, you class me in your generation, but I, I actually think I'm significantly older than you, but thank you anyway. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> into 50 shout out to all i know um um i think collision of personal and professional life on linkedin could not have come soon enough and the day i don't know what day it happened i don't know if it was one day or if it happened over it was definitely during the pandemic the lockdown one where people started to share more personal stuff and they were sharing pictures of the dog and they were sharing they were going on these walks because we had nothing else to talk about we had no jobs to share we weren't in offices we are real people and to anyone that's listening that still thinks that this is not facebook you, you're in the wrong platform now linkedin has totally transformed and this is where we do share equal amounts of this is what's going on in my personal life because what we bring to the office or what we bring to work is what's going on around us in my opinion it's true and if you are um slightly less inclined to share that personal content because you've never done it before it's a little bit alien and it's completely out of your comfort zone yeah. ease yourself into it and actually talk about so it's the new year talk about your goals your business goals it's still giving people a little bit of personal stuff about you and what you actually want to achieve exactly. how do you think, feel about office dogs because it's an emotion everyone everyone says you put a post on linkedin and it's a picture of a dog and it's going to do well and everyone should have an office dog, but should have everyone, everyone have an office dog? If some people are allergic to dogs in your office, it's not really going to have that same uh, impact, is it? You've also got as well, from, from your point of view, because you're recruiters, what you do is very emotive. And how a lot of people miss out on things on LinkedIn, especially in recruitment, is by just sharing that generic boring job ad, which doesn't get anywhere. And if you're lucky, you might get the odd person put in, commenting so my connections can see. That's the the be all and end all of what you're going to get but if you actually talk about the recruitment process how many no's do you actually have to wear in a day how hard is it to actually speak to that decision maker how many roles do you have to fill in a day how many candidates tell you to off because because you've rang them because their job's on a job board but they now aren't looking for for work but they've not updated that so obviously you aren't wrong for giving them a call um when a client a candidate gets a job and they send you some flowers or some chocolates or something to say thank you how do you actually feel when that happens because it's few and far between most people expect you to do that because that's part of your role but when that that specific individual says do you know what i appreciate you how much better do you feel about that and there's the little emotive pieces that you can put in that are very personality led that are still very much related to business so it's an easy way of easing yourself in I agree. And I'm, and I'm really glad that you brought that up, actually, because a lot of people are, are private and they don't want to necessarily share. You know, they don't want to share what they've got up to at the weekend with their children. They don't want to share maybe their vulnerability. And that's absolutely fine. We're not suggesting that you pull your pants down for everybody. But I do think what Jem is saying there is you can find it in yourself to share something that is going to resonate with your audience, because we all actually go through similar experiences at some point. And it will it will probably be you know, it's not going to suit everybody. I think, you know, I don't know if you agree on the Marmite thing. Not everything is going to suit everybody, but your target audience, just think about what they want to, what they want to know about. You know, do they want to know about what, that you've got an office dog? Or do they want to know what film you went to see at the weekend? Or actually talking about how has something made you feel? 
the human story and people to, do generally tend to engage more with that than you know i'm hiring for a software developer and you need to have done this like no one's getting people are just going to scroll past best example i can give you is and i'm not saying use this terminology because you probably will get banned on linkedin for this now but one of the most successful posts we ever did for a recruiter was i i don't sugarcoat shit i'm not willy wonka and that was about giving brutal open and honest feedback to clients and how it's a necessary evil mm, yeah. and that post flew. it did over two hundred and fifty thousand views just because it's a very emotive subject for people and you see it all the time on linkedin where there's people going oh this recruiter didn't get back to me and ghosted me and i've been trying to get a role for three weeks but how many times did you ghost that recruiter first before they ghosted you which is usually the case um, but that's the bit that never gets talked about. But you guys can actually talk about that. You get ghosted just as much as you ghost people. Oh, nine times out of ten, it happens all the time. And nine times out of ten, with people with the recruiters that are actually ghosting people, they're not ghosting people because they don't care and they don't want to fill that role. It's because they're working for an absolute tyrant who's told them they've got to make hundred calls a day today, and that's their main priority. And they need to do this. And giving that person that feedback doesn't hit their KPI. Yeah, so it's very sad. And if you're working for a company like that, you need to call me, just like to say. Um, but they're moving on. Absolutely. There's loads of recruitment agencies that don't work like that now. Oh, I would say most don't. But if you genuinely are working for a company like that, you need to ask yourself the question, are they still in the 1990s? Because that's where I came from. Um, I think that's really interesting. So just to summarise, I just want to go back to how it all looks. I want to make sure we've not skipped too far ahead. In terms of a profile picture, do you have any advice like lighting, whether you should just be you, whether it's no. people around you? All I ever say is make the background stand out. Okay. So regardless of what you want that profile picture to be, okay. as long as that background is it stand out, it's your block colour. Okay. And creating that block colour is very, very easy to use with Canva. So you can use a standard Canva account that's free. Yep. Upload the picture that you want to make as your profile picture into Canva. And there's actually a button in there that just automatically removes the background. Okay. And then you can fill the background in with the colour. And then that means when people are going through the news feeds, you're going to stand out that little bit more because it's a bit brighter and it's a bit bolder and it draws your attention in a little bit more than just a standard background so if we use like me as an example where i am now if we use this yeah. it's a nice backdrop for an image yeah. but if this was just completely the green social gems it'd be a little bit more distinctive in your newsfeed yeah i think i'm gonna action point from recording this to when we share this i think you might find that i might have gone a bit turquoise to match my room but chris's recruitment pocket color because we definitely don't need any more pink there's a lot of pinks on there let's be honest if you use Canva, if you pull in your logo, it will automatically pull in the exact green for you for you to actually change it on your profile picture. Oh, I think Shannon's going to be getting an action point from this because she's my Canva girl, that's that's for sure. No, that's absolutely brilliant. Now, I'm very mindful that everything that you talked about there is quite specific to the recruiters listening, but for recruitment leaders, which is obviously your client base as well, how do they ensure that they are making sure that everyone that's growing up personal brands is still reflecting what their business is about? Because I think this is where there's always this disparity. How do we ensure that there's something collaborative going on? So what, um, what I tend to do is, because we've had this quite a lot, where we've taken over the companies and they've gone, what we need to sort out is online presence. And mine's been, well, you need some on your company page, but more on your, on your guys than anything else. So we tend to create the content for the directors right okay and then help the other guys so we'll have different themes and things that we want to be talking about each month 
and then we'll speak to the teams about them th those themes so they can ensure that their content's in line with everyone else's right okay. so it's, it's kind of a lead by example but us doing the leading by example because most uh, recruitment agency owners haven't physically got time to do their own it's true. No, it's very true. It is a thing that you have to make time to do every day. There's no, no doubt about it. So do you have a kind of do's and don'ts list of what you should or shouldn't be doing on LinkedIn to ensure that you stand out from all the other noise on, on LinkedIn? So I just say to people, be nice and be approachable, especially in recruitment. Just don't be a dick. I know I'm swearing and I'm sorry. Oh, no, We're, We're adults. <laughs> but it is the one thing that, that a lot of people don't realise your whole activity on LinkedIn is visible. Not just your content, every comment and every like you put on there can be seen by everyone. So be kind because you don't want to be putting posts on and going, well, do you know what? I don't agree with what you've put and I think you're an absolute melon for putting that on LinkedIn. If a potential client actually saw that, that could potentially turn them off. Absolutely. So if there is things that you don't like on LinkedIn, scroll by it, because if you keep scrolling by it, it will not come back up in your newsfeed again. Yeah, I agree totally. I mean, I've been trolled and a lot, and you put yourself out there, you're going to get some that don't like what you say. Um, and I'm all, I believe in killing with kindness. It's a bit like road rage. If someone's an absolute ass up, up my backside, I, and they go past me, I let them go past me, I literally wave and blow kisses at them, rather than go, you know, kill with kindness kill your trolls with kindness too because they'll just look I, my favorite comment i ever got was someone going god you've got big teeth and i just responded we make my nose is bigger i'd have gone for that <laughs> i don't even know what to say to that well bless you for it it is that's the thing though isn't it there is there, in, there is individuals and, and people who are going to start stepping out on linkedin i do need you to know this there is troll body type um, accounts on LinkedIn. There is people out there that are just spending their day trying to destroy your day. Don't let them. Literally what we're saying is like killing with kindness. Just think lightly of it and think about it as exactly as it is. These people are passing judgments on what you're doing online when in reality, they don't have the confidence to do it themselves. So when they have the confidence to step out of their comfort zones and do it themselves, that's when we'll start listening to their views on how we are. Absolutely. I just think, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Keyboard warriors are the worst, aren't they? But maybe they're just trying to learn. I'm not really sure what they're trying to do. And um, are you, I don't know if you're using audio yet on LinkedIn. It's still quite early days, I think, for a lot of people to use audio. What are your thoughts on using things like video, audio on LinkedIn particularly? Okay. So I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now. And what one company... Hoxo Media are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. 
I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. In content, mm. love it. Video content's phenomenal. Everyone loves it, especially if it's real, raw, unedited video content because there's nowhere to hide. People can see exactly who you are. In terms of messages, um, I'm not a massive fan. Um, I like them from my friends, but I find them a bit cringe when I I get them from people that I don't know. Um, I also find as well, and I've spoken to a few people about this, I'm not saying anything against it. It is out of the box and it does make you stand out a little bit. But I always notice that when I get one, I kind of go. And then I go and hide somewhere quiet to listen to it because I don't know what that person's going to say. Yeah. I am the people on the WhatsApp message. I have to say that that particularly with friends, actually, because I'm the one that Fs and Jeffs and I don't realise that they're playing it with the children in the car. But from a professional networking point of view, I'm actually with you on the videos. I think it's great to I, I, I see. I think when you see overproduced ones, you think, wow. But when you see something really raw and where someone's just done it, you know that they put themselves out there. That's the first thing. When someone tries to sell to me, I will actually listen to an audio on LinkedIn in a, in a DM. I will listen to an audio because I can do it while I'm doing something else. But if I see it's a video of any kind and I don't know them, I, I don't. Play, I just don't play it because I'm cringing before I've even played it. And that's me being totally, um, you know, hypocritical because I will share. But I don't. I wouldn't send a video to somebody I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> in any way. It's the, the other one that people do as well that really annoys me when they create content on LinkedIn and then they send it you in a message. Yeah, okay. Like, if I wanted to comment on it, I would. So that tends to annoy people because people are like, right, okay, need to get loads of traction on my post, need to get loads of people to see it. How can I get loads of people to see it? I can send them loads of messages yeah. on it. But yeah. in reality, that's probably going to make them not want to see anything that you've done more I, than actually. I, I, I do that, actually. If it's a topic that they might not be aware oh, of, maybe they're following it. You've, we're talking like Cold. there's people that do it in mind that are every every post. Oh right, no, 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 no. I, I'll do but it. like say you've got a post that you've created that's a blog or it's a poll that's got some really good information on that'd be good to share with certain individuals in your network. Yeah. By all means, share that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say if it's a topic about I don't know working mums or something, and I've just been having a conversation the week before with a business owner about working mums, I'll think, oh, I need oh, yeah. to so and so. But I understand the whole pod thing. It's the blindness of it where you just like going, these are people in their network that I want to see my posts uh-huh. and just sending it to them in messages. You're probably going to turn those individuals off, especially if it's your ideal target market. Uh-huh. However, if it's something like, like a podcast that you're holding, a blog that you've created, some information or a news article that you found that you feel may be relevant to your ideal target market, there's nothing stopping you. Just dropping those people a message saying, I've recently found this. I thought you might find it useful. Let me know if it helps. It's not overtly sales it. It's adding value. It's adding value to your Yeah, yeah, exactly. But sending someone just a post you've created saying, 
uh, little Timmy took 20 minutes to get ready for school this morning, it's probably going to turn more people off than it's going to yeah. turn them on. Yeah, that's very true. Now, what are your thoughts on other social media pl platforms? For example, Instagram, TikTok. I don't know if Clubhouse is even still going because I removed myself about six months ago. Where, where do you see the value for recruiters in addition to LinkedIn? It depends on what sector you work in, to be honest. So if we're talking industrial warehouse recruiters, looking for warehouse picker packers and then drivers, HGV drivers, then you want to be on Facebook. Yep. You want to be pushing yourself into your local groups, yeah. which is where you're going to find those individuals. And no, I'm not talking your local buy and sell pages. There is local groups that are jobs for those specific areas that you can push those job roles that you have into. That's a good thing for Facebook, but that's going to be effective for, you're probably going to find carers on there, yeah. or teacher. Yeah. Um, but, but if you work in tech, IT, rec to rec, um, and you hire white collar type roles, you're better off on LinkedIn. Yeah, but even with your logistics warehouse guys, it's just candidate attraction Facebook. It's still client attraction LinkedIn. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, Instagram, yeah, it's good. TikTok's a really good way of getting your personality out there. I'm still not 100% sure how it works for recruiters or other like, I get that Gary V believes that all the 14 year old girls have the buying power but i don't understand how a 14 year old girl is going to get someone to buy services from me no i agree and actually speaking of 14 year old girls i mean i did create and i have got um a tiktok account i'm just at leisha homes recruiter i think um and i'm not actually creating a page to have as a tiktok page i'm using the video to then share on linkedin or share it on instagram and I got to, my, my daughter absolutely killed me. She was like, what are you doing on there? You're so embarrassing. It's so awful. And I was like, you know, I've got to show me what to do. Um, I said, this is why I'm using it. But it's, I think you're right. I think particularly if you're doing executive level, you're doing professional services, are people going to choose you because of your TikTok page? Mm, I really don't think so. I think if you're doing brand, if you're doing something where somebody's going to buy a product, I do actually think it's the place to be, as is Snapchat. Snapchat's yeah. super powerful with that demographic um you know selling something healthcare related or well-being totally get it but i just think for professional services i still don't think you need to be distracted by tiktok or worried but you could use it for video content that's exactly what i was going to say i'm going to pull you back to that because i had a conversation with one of my clients on friday about this who's a recruitment agency we work with and he was like is it tiktok where we need to be because there's tiktok videos all over linkedin and I like the thing that you're missing and the main reason these TikTok videos are on LinkedIn is because it's a very simple editing video tool that quite a lot of people can use. And it's really easy for them to strip that video from there when they've created it. So if you're wanting to create videos on LinkedIn, I'm just going to mention a couple of little things that you can use. TikTok's great for editing. Snapchat's actually pretty good for editing and then little filters and things like that as well. Um, like you can play the music in the background on the TikToks, you can do the same thing on Snapchat. If you're on an iPhone, um, there's also another application called Clips. So we've spoken about sharing video content on LinkedIn and how effective it can be. But the main bit we actually failed to mention when we were talking about that section is subtitling. So most people, when they're actually watching video content on LinkedIn, are in a business. They can't actually listen to what you're saying, but they want to watch that video. Okay. So by subtitling, you can ensure everybody's going to be able to hear what you're trying to talk about. Yeah. If you've got an iPhone, the editing and the subtitle section of your videos is very, very easy. There's an application called Clips. 
if you record the video through clips, it will auto subtitle that video for you. Yeah. Although I remember, I that's how where I started actually, and then we I can't remember what we moved on to. We moved on to a different app, um, and it would say rec to was rector. Rector, rector. You, you can change it though. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, but it's annoying, isn't it? I, I thought it was quite funny because some and, and sector came out of sex. That's obviously what we're doing. But you have to check subtitles is the point I'm making. Yeah, check them. Always check them. So when you once you've recorded that video, watch them back and amend everything with clips. It is really, really easy. You can just click on the subtitle and change the word in it. If I can do it, anyone can do it because I am a technophobe, trust me. And I've had to, I can TikTok's easy. I promise you, once you're doing it, just play around with it. That's what you should do. You know, one evening, just play around with TikTok. And I promise you, you can even share video. You can get all your photos. You don't even have to record yourself. Just loads of photos and make it into a video, add background music, add your voiceover. It's so, you just need a teenager to come and show you for about 20 minutes. Pretty much, to be fair. Yeah, we don't want to see any dancing on LinkedIn, I think that's what we'd all agree. So what's coming up in 2022 for Social Gems? Reveal and uh, tease us. Um, so, well, um, when Sarah's back, <laughs> um, we're opening an office uh, <laughs> down here. So Sarah's going to be moving quite locally now. Where's down here? Where are you? Pontefract, West Yorkshire. Oh, not far from me then. How lovely. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be opening an office down here. Um, we've now started, because we've been asking, people ask us all the time. So, historically, we set up doing LinkedIn. Now we do LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Right. Um, we do the content, we do the engagement, uh, and we do the messages and the connections for people. But now we're going to be offering the responses, uh, which is apparently there seems to be a massive gap in the market, and people keep screaming at us about it every week. Um, we found a, a solution for that and people that can actually sort that out. So we're going to be able to not just be business development executives, which is how I've kind of sold it before when we're managing people's LinkedIn accounts. It's going to be a BDM. So you're actually going to get like the report at the end of the week saying this many meetings have been booked off what we've done with Social Gems and IMEX sales. So that's kind of the bit that's been missing. And I'm really excited about adding it. Yeah, I can tell. Final piece of the jigsaw. It sounds very exciting. By the time this goes live, hopefully Sarah will be back with you. And we really appreciate all the content and all the amazing value that you give to the community, which has included myself, which is how we, we first connected. So we just want to say thank you for joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.